Thank you to the band for leading us this morning. We're going to be looking at some verses in John's Gospel, and um, we've been making our way through this uh, wonderful, wonderful book, and uh, I hope that you've been um, challenged, but also inspired to read it yourselves at home. John's Gospel is just so wonderful. I was so encouraged this week, one of our Alpha folk um, was telling us how they've started. We gave a Luke's gospel at the beginning of the course, and they're so enjoying just reading what Jesus said. Isn't that brilliant? Never read it before. I think those of us, certainly me, been following Jesus for 20-odd years or more, this becomes so familiar that um, I sometimes neglect to pick it up. Don't know if that's your experience. I'd encourage you, get back into it. It's the most amazing. You will hear the most amazing things in this book. We're going to read uh, from John in a few moments. We've now read, because we're up to chapter 12, seven of John's miraculous signs. Hopefully you've picked that up along the way that John describes the miracles of Jesus as signs. They are pointers to who Jesus is. There was water into wine, there was healing of official son, just as Jesus spoke the word. At a distance, there was healing. The healing of the paralyzed man by the pool in Jerusalem on the Sabbath, feeding of the 5,000, Jesus walking on the water, healing of the blind man, and then the raising of Lazarus from the dead. All these John records Jesus doing that you might believe in Jesus, that you might continue to believe in Jesus. John has also, up to this point, included five I am sayings of Jesus. Jesus' way of saying that he is God in the flesh. The words I am are God's name, and he takes them upon himself in different ways. I am the bread of life. You'll never be hungry. Before Abraham was born... I am, thousands of years before. Jesus says, I was there. I am the light of the world. You'll never be in the dark. I am the good shepherd. My sheep will know my voice. And I am the resurrection and the life. If we believe in Jesus, even though we die, we will live with him forever. These are declarations of Jesus about himself, of who he is, so that we may continue to believe. And today I want to move on just a little bit in the story, but also just to recap. I want to focus on three prophecies spoken about Jesus by three very unlikely prophets. The first one shouldn't be unlikely, but is Caiaphas. He was the high priest the leader, the spiritual leader of Israel at the time of Jesus, and he prophesies unwittingly. Now, he was a man who hated Jesus and wanted him dead. Then there's Mary, 
And Edward spoke about that last week, how Mary anointed Jesus with expensive perfume and wiped his feet with her hair and she prophesies. It is an acted out prophecy. And then the fickle crowd, as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, prophesy. We're going to focus on those things this morning. So just to read a few verses, I'm going to just pick out that prophecy of Caiaphas in chapter 11, verse 50. He says, You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. And then John adds, He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. And from that day, they plotted to kill Jesus. And then briefly, Mary's. She had poured this perfume on Jesus' feet and was wiping it with her hair And you remember that one particular disciple was getting quite upset about it. And Jesus says, leave her alone. It was intended that she would save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. And then chapter 12, verse 12, the entry into Jerusalem. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming. Seated on a donkey's colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him. And that they had, that he had done these things. That, sorry, I'm going to read that again. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him. And that they had been done... I'm going to read it off screen. Hang on. (laughs) Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. I don't know why I can't read that. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. I think we better pray because I need it. So as I pray, you pray for me, will you? Father God, we thank you for your word. It is amazing and a privilege to have your word in our hands. And we pray that it won't only be in our hands, but it will become more and more in our hearts. And we pray this morning that whatever you want to say 
to each one of us through your word, that by your spirit you will apply it into our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Predicting uh, the future is not an easy task. I found these examples of perhaps the worst predictions made, if we could have those pictures. This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. William Orton, president of the Western Union in 1876, when ex Graham Bell tried to sell the company his invention. Big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> Next one. The horse is here to stay. That was true. But the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. The president of Michigan Savings Bank advising Henry Ford's lawyer, Horace Rapman, not to invest in the Ford Motor Company, 1903. Big mistake. This is interesting. I didn't realize Marconi said this. Pioneer of radio writing in the Technical World magazine, October 1912. The coming of the wireless era will make war impossible because it will make war ridiculous. Is that an interesting thing to say? Kaiser Wilhelm II to German troops at the outset of World War I in August 1914, you will be home before the leaves have fallen from the trees. How sadly wrong he was. Computers in the future may weigh up to no more than one and a half tons. I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. <laughs> Thomas Watson, chairman of IBM, 1943. It's not long ago, is it? Says Jim. Not long ago. How many of you have got a computer at home? How many of you have got a computer on a phone? I haven't got that far yet. Oh, here we are. Television won't last. It's a flash in the pan. Mary Somerville, pioneer of the radio educational broadcast in 1948. I'm just glad it'll be Clark Gable who's falling on his face and not Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper on his decision not to take the leading role in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Big mistake. The Beatles have no future in show business. A Decca Records executive following an audition in 1962, he continued, we don't like the sound. Groups are out, four-piece groups with guitars particularly are finished. <laughs> oh, have we got any? Yeah, we've got a couple more. It'll be years, not in my time, before a woman becomes prime minister. Margaret Thatcher. And the last one. Next Christmas, the iPod will be dead, finished, gone, kaput. Alan Sugar. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> mm. It's not easy predicting the future. These are some amazing predictions, prophecies. 600 years before Jesus was born, prophet Isaiah said, a virgin will be with child and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah again, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. 
Isaiah again, the Messiah will bear the sins of many. He will be a suffering servant. Prophet Micah, but you Bethlehem, though you are but small, out of you will come one who will be ruler of Israel, whose origins are from ancient times. And Zechariah, see your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Prophecies about Jesus that we will be hearing in the next week or so as we go to carol services. The familiar story, yet the amazing story that these things were foretold. It was all planned that Jesus was coming into the world. But these three prophecies from three unlikely prophets I want to focus on this morning. The first, Caiaphas, the Jewish high priest, Israel's spiritual leader. Things had come to a head and he had in mind what needed to be done and he addressed the whole Sanhedrin, which was the gathering of the religious leaders. And they made a decision together that Jesus must die. He had become such a threat to them. His prophecy is, it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. And John adds that he did not say this on his own. This was not his own thinking. The Holy Spirit was speaking even through the one who hated Jesus and wanted him dead. Unwittingly, the high priest prophesies that Jesus will die for many. He will die for the whole of Israel. He will die for the whole world. And in a cynical political decision, and in a cowardly act, they make this decision that God will turn for good. It says in the passage that they feared the Romans. One commentator says that that's the first time Romans is mentioned in the Gospels. They feared the Romans. They feared for their place. They feared for the temple. That if they allowed Jesus to continue, the Romans would come and take away their temple. The presence of God among them. And the irony is that Caiaphas and his guys decide to destroy the very presence of God among them. To put Jesus to death. They were so concerned for their position, their status, their religion had got in the way that they could not see God anymore. Jesus, the true temple, God with us in the flesh. And Jesus himself prophesied, destroy this temple, I will raise it again in three days. Jesus predicting his death and resurrection. And it's Jesus, the one who has prophesied that all nations will gather around Jesus. The second unlikely prophet is Mary. 
And Mary loved Jesus. Caiaphas hated Jesus. Mary loved Jesus. Mary was a friend of Jesus. And there are lovely scenes that depict Mary and Martha and Edward brilliantly described that last week. Mary's brother Lazarus was a friend of Jesus and Martha, her sister too. Martha in the Gospels is always busy. There's always things to do. Things to get ready. Things to prepare. Mary is always found at Jesus' feet. It's odd that, maybe. That's where she is. In Luke chapter 10, she is listening at Jesus' feet. You remember the story, Martha's busy in the kitchen. She's saying, Mary! Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. When Jesus comes and Lazarus has died, Mary falls at his feet. If only you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. If only you had been here. And then here in John chapter 12, the anointing, she falls at Jesus' feet once again and breaks open that expensive perfume, pours it out on Jesus' feet and wipes his feet with her hair. Edward spoke about that last week, about this amazing act of worship, of putting Jesus first. It was also, as he said, a prophecy preparing Jesus for burial. Jesus has to die. So as Martha served, Lazarus reclines. The disciples are there as well. John's there as well. Mary took this jar of expensive perfume, broke it and poured on Jesus' feet. Judas is there beside himself, apoplectic. Waste of money. Could have been given to the poor. Years' wages. John says this is false concern on Judas's part. You pick up in the Gospels that the other disciples have no time for Judas. It's interesting, even then, Jesus had time for Judas, but the other disciples looking back just, no. John would have been a guest there too at this meal. The other disciples, he remembers Jesus' response, leave her alone. Jesus gives an explanation to this lavish act of worship. It was a prophetic act preparing him for burial. Within a week, Jesus will have been crucified and buried. Jesus had to die. And in this act of moving devotion, Mary is saying that Jesus is her savior too, her king too. This was not just extravagant. This was extremely undignified. She let her hair down. Now, we just look over that. She let her hair down. She had no shame. 
She loosened her hair like a prostitute. The commentators really find it difficult to have a modern equivalent. One of them said, the modern equivalent is of a polite dinner party with a woman hitching up her skirt to the top of her thighs. And I thought about it for a moment. I, thought, I don't think that is a modern equivalent. Whatever the modern equivalent is, she was undignified in the extreme. Nothing was too much to show her devotion to Jesus. The other Gospels record a similar event. Matthew, Mark, and John all record the same event in Bethany. Only John names Mary. Luke records in a different way at a home of a Pharisee's house. And he records that there was a prostitute that wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. We don't know if this is the same event or whether Mary is actually copying that. That she exposes herself as someone who needs the Savior as much as anybody else. And her devotion to Jesus. Those who have been forgiven much will love much. We have all been forgiven the same. The same. Where were you in that picture as Edward preached last week? I wonder, I was kind of trying to, where would I put myself? Are we the shameless Mary? Nothing is too embarrassing for Jesus. I will do whatever. Look foolish. Look stupid. Have the mickey taken out of me for Jesus. Nothing too extravagant. Nothing too undignified. Forget what we think about Judas. Were we the one who was thinking, well, actually, that, that could have been spent on a good cause. Think of how many toilets could be built in, in the third world. Think of how many meals could be given to the poor. Think of how much. How... The practical among us. Are you back in the kitchen with Martha going, Mary! You're doing it again. What are you doing now? Put your hair back up. This is so embarrassing. Or are you with the other disciples? I often find myself with the other disciples kind of nonplussed by it all. What's going on? Not always understanding. Jesus 
was going to die. Jesus prepares and he says that Mary's act is a prophecy, preparing him for burial. Remember the wise men brought Jesus different gifts, myrrh. And Jesus was a babe. A prophetic act, Jesus was born to die. Now Mary's actions signal that moment has come. It's the fulfillment of the myrrh given at Jesus' birth. Prophecies from one who hated Jesus, wanted him dead. Prophecy from a woman who loved Jesus with all her heart and nothing was too much. The third prophecy is the crowd, unlikely prophets. The crowd that greeted Jesus as he comes into Jerusalem, they're there because of the festival, they're there because it's coming to Passover, they're there because of the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead. They're excited, expectant. What will he do next? As they hear that Jesus is coming, they take palm branches, a symbol of the Jewish state. They are so excited, they begin to shout, Hosanna! Which literally means, God save now. It's become for us an exclamation of praise. We have it in our songs. Save now, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're quoting Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Neither the crowd nor the disciples yet realize that even Psalm 118 is a prophecy about Jesus. It contains words about Jesus the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. What can man do to me? I will not die but live. O oh Lord, save us. And the crowd is singing this out. It's a prophetic word. The king has come. The king has come. And as Jesus comes riding on the foal of a donkey... He adds the prophecy of Zechariah. See your king comes to you humble and riding on the foal of a donkey. God had made this known for generations. Generations. The religious hated him, wanted him dead. Mary loved him with all her heart. And the crowd don't really understand what's going on. They don't know what is going to happen within a week. Some of them will be in a crowd shouting that Jesus should be done away with. He's not what they expected. The Pharisees look on in dismay. Look how the whole world has gone after him. the longing of my heart that the whole world would go after Jesus I meet with some people who just don't want to know him I get nonplussed by some people who are so angry about him I think what's going on there 
But those of us who have come to know him, love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we want to live for him. Jesus is proclaimed in the Gospels as the king. John will see a vision of Jesus, and he writes it in Revelation. I mean, John, who had touched Jesus, walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, will see Jesus exalted, seated on the throne of heaven, expectant to see him come again. No power of evil or power of man or power of the religious authorities or even the power of Rome will be able to triumph over him. But for now, Jesus comes to die willingly, deliberately, giving his life up. The one who has repeatedly told us that he is the I am, God himself in the flesh, who has shown us the signs of the kingdom, moves majestically towards his throne and his coronation. He will be clothed in the cloak of majesty. He will be crowned with a crown. And people will pay homage to him. And the crown will be a crown of thorns that is plunged onto his head. The robe will be an old garment that they found and they mock him as a sort of king and they will bow down to him. They'll slap him and punch him and say, who hit you? Prophesy. You're the king. This is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He gives his life for you and me. What we celebrate at Christmas is the most amazing thing ever that God himself would become a human being for us. And through it all, he will be exalted to the highest place He has the name above every name. And one day every name, name, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Because when we die, we will all face Jesus face to face. There will be judgment. And he will call us into his eternal kingdom. Have you committed your life to Jesus? This amazing one unlike any other. The King has come, the glorious, the awesome Son of God, the beautiful, the sovereign Lord of love. Would you declare Jesus Lord now of your life? Would you say he is King and would you say that he is everything? Or would you say you want him to be? I want him to be. I know in the next few weeks it'll all get kind of all the stuff. Remember why Jesus came for you and for me. Let's just pray together.
Sometimes, Lord, we don't have the words to say when we think of who you are and what you've done for us. Sometimes things of this world and circumstances of our lives just get in the way and we we don't always see you. Don't always take it in. We thank you, Lord, that we can stop and pause even this morning and just take it in again. Who you are. Why you came. Of how much it cost for us. And today maybe is the day that you surrender all to Jesus and confess him as your king. Maybe for the very first time or maybe just to once again align yourself with him. Give us the courage, Lord, to live for you and follow you whatever it costs and whatever it takes. Give us that heart that whatever the circumstances of our lives, we will say, we will trust you because of who you are. And no scheme of man or scheme of the enemy will ever dissuade us. Lord, we ask that your spirit would come. And move amongst us as we begin to sing our songs of praise, exalting you as king. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd move amongst us. That we would open our hearts to you and receive a fresh touch from you today. That our worship, that our expression of love for you will be without hindrance. Will be extravagant. Because you are worthy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.